think they're going to stop him. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Well, hey, Springfield and Ozark area listeners. This is Steve McCoskey. I'm filling in for Elijah Har today. It's been a while since I've been on the on the show. It's it's very delightful to see you again, Garrett. Yeah, always, always good. Every time you're out or every time Elijah's out, I say, get Steve McCoskey. Now, that's exactly what I told Bradley Jackson on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But uh, still. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope uh, we have a good show for you. I believe that we do. We, uh, we've got some serious things to talk about here today. I'm, I'm one person that um, is very adamant about certain aspects of taking care of our family and our, our, our children and that. And, one of the topics that's going to be a little bit difficult for some people to hear, but I think it's very important for uh, our audience to get educated on what's happening if they aren't already. Uh, we're going to talk about sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender affirmation, um, and what is happening to our kids here, not just in our community, but around the United States and around the world. It just seems like uh, these different areas and groups in and around our communities are, it seems to be that they're after our children. Uh, and, and just to change their way of living, uh, I'll look at it this way. The sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender affirmation simply, to me, encourages children to make decisions in their life they are not qualified or equipped to make. We need to protect our kids from themselves because they don't even know better for themselves. Some will unfortunately contemplate suicide. Some will actually commit suicide because of this type of nature. You have children that will be guided to have medical interventions such as having their breasts removed or chemically castrated, treated with puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. It is humanly impossible to change one's sex. Our Lord God Almighty, our Creator, made you to be a male or a female, and anybody trying to attempt to change that, it's just impossible. It's against God's will is the way I look at it. It's impossible to change that. Our Lord has placed us here on earth, us adults, to be able to take care of our children and, and stop them from going down this path of immorality. That's what I think it is. Uh, that's my opinion, and I'm going to stick to it. This reminds me of a biblical verse out of uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter six, verse one through four. But I'm going to I'm going to skip down to verse four. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. End quote. And that's from the New King James Version. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can talk about this subject so much, so long, but you're going to get tired of hearing my voice because I, I can get emotional about this, and I do. It's because it's about the kids. We have our kids that are attending shows here around Springfield area like drag queen shows. 
we have our kids that are being exposed with these subliminal messages out there from different groups and varieties around the Springfield and Ozarks area that tries to lead our kids down this path of gender affirmation. I think it's wrong for that to happen. I think it's wrong that we lead kids down a path that's something that they really don't have uh, the cognitive ability to be able to comprehend what is really being done. And unfortunately, what happens is years down the line, many of these kids end up paying the price after having uh, a manipulation of their body that's not made by our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I wanted to bring aboard somebody else that's had some experience in this area, one of our legislators from Jefferson City, and uh, I've asked Mike Moon, Senator Mike Moon, Missouri Senator Mike Moon, to come in and help talk a little bit about this subject matter. He's had uh, a vast amount of experience and exposure up in Jefferson City when it comes to this gender identity and sexual orientation crisis that we are here in the United States and especially around the Springfield area. Mike Moon, welcome aboard, Mike. Is it okay if I call you Mike or call, you want me to be Senator Mike? Mom and Dad always called me Mike, and unless they were angry with me and they had some other names. <laughs> Christopher Michael, they would say. But anyway, Mike is great. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. Yeah. They call me other names. <laughs> Mine usually is, ends up with the middle name in there, Stephen Carl, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you asking me on it. You talked about me having a vast amount of knowledge, and I'm not an expert by any means at all. Uh, I came across this uh, this particular issue a number of years ago, though. Uh, there was a lady uh, from Arkansas, Representative Robin Lundstrom, and uh, uh, one of our staffers met her uh, through another legislator, and um, Susie Pollock. Uh, representative Cleve County uh, for a couple or, th- or maybe three or four years and uh, she filed this bill we had a meeting one night and uh, she brought this up and they had a lot of information about what was going on across the country in fact across the world and I was appalled and I, I just could not believe what adults right thinking adults and I say that in, <laughs> in quotes uh, and of course they're not right thinking uh, they're manipulative and they're grooming these kids to believe that they're not who they were created to be. And so this is, um, with, with this bill, we called it the SAFE Act, Save Adolescents from Experimentation. Robin Lundstrom filed it and, and got it passed in Arkansas, actually. And then Susie Pollock filed it uh, three years ago in Missouri, and I filed it late that same session in the Senate. And um, we were not successful for two years. But this past year, you know how it takes long time sometimes, uh, you know, people to get on board and re- figure out there is a need for something or another. And this was something that was it just it was a peak. It's kind of like a pimple, right? And you just got to pop it. And it was it was at that place, and it was not pretty. That's Senate Bill Forty Nine. Uh, Senate, Senate Bill Forty Nine, the right. Safe Act. And um, so, in any case, we were able to uh, to get it heard, uh, passed it through the Senate, and then sent it over to the House. And uh, they wanted – there was some, some desires to change. In fact, it didn't go as, as, um, as perfectly as we thought it would in the Senate. And uh, we got it passed, though, with everything in it we wanted except one thing, and that was that it had a sunset 
clause for four years. Mm, yes. And so there, there were some, some thoughts that, hey, if, if you don't take this deal, uh, this could die. And um, I, I think it was worth the effort there. So we got it. Well, now we got to take the sunset off so that it can continue on after four years. But um, what this bill does is that it prevented any future treatments on new patients. And so if it had a grandfather clause in it, and I'll tell you why, I now, think this was important. This would be new patients like the children. Yes, yes. Looking for. Yeah, this was primarily for minors. Okay. Uh, save adolescents from experimentation. So anybody uh, less than 18 years of age, 18 is the age of majority in Missouri. So if if, um, if you want to do it after 18, then, you know, all you can do it if you want to, but I've got some thoughts about that too. Maybe we can get to as well, but yep, absolutely. In, in any case, um, grandfathering some of these in, um, I think was the right thing to do. And I'll tell you more about that in just a second, the four year sunset I talked about, and then, uh, no new patients could be treated. And this came with some pretty good teeth on it because if doctors thought that they could go ahead and skirt the law, start treating individuals, uh, just in, in the law said you can't, they're subject to revocation of their license, and that's pretty stiff. Yes. And uh, in addition, this was something that I think has some uh, was was good for those who are being harmed. Is that um, these children, after they reach the age of majority of eighteen, they have fifteen years to bring a cause of action. Because Steve, some of these treatments are not pretty. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. With Chloe Cole, real quick. I don't know if the listeners know the name Chloe Cole. She's from California. I remember this. You remember? You know yes. her name. Okay. Yes. She came to Missouri with another uh, young lady named Luca Hine, and uh, they sat in our, our office for quite a long time. We had some good conversation. Chloe told me that when she was 12 years old, she was a rough and tumble kid, and she'd go out in the neighborhood and play with the boys, and you know they had just all kinds of things. And yeah. And when she would look in the mirror. She didn't see that stereotypical young woman that everybody projected. And so she thought, well, maybe I'm not a girl. Mm. And so she went to her parents and she expressed those same ideas. She said, Mom and Dad, I, I must be a boy because I don't, I don't look anything like what they're projecting here. And, of course, they didn't know what to do. I don't know if, if I had a child come to me with that just right out of the blue, if I would have known exactly how to respond either. So wisely, they sought counsel. Unfortunately, they went to the wrong people, I believe. They went to the medical community. Mm. And, you know, medical uh, folks are supposed to do no harm. I mean, doctors especially, they take that Hippocratic Oath, yep. and something's gone haywire in this whole profession. Anyway, they told the parents of Chloe, said, you know, you've got to continue fostering this idea of her thinking that she's a boy. So they did. At 13 years of age, they started the cross-sex hormones, and then at 15, they removed her breast. Chloe told me, she said, you know, I had a kind of an epiphany when I was 16. She said, I, I saw myself, thought, what have I done? She said, because of all these drugs they injected into my body, I'd probably never be able to have a kid of my own. Mm -hmm. But if I could, I'd, I'd certainly not be able to breastfeed that baby. That's heartbreaking. It is. And Luca was the one who told me that, and this is where I'm getting to with the um, the grandfather clause, where if, if someone's already in the program, you can't just stop them cold turkey. Because she said, that's what I did. And she said, it nearly killed me. Oh, my. She's now 21, maybe 22 by now. She tells me that sometimes it's, 
it's just torture getting out of bed because she just aches. And so, folks, parents and kids, if you're listening out there and you're thinking that just because you're dissatisfied with maybe who you are and you don't understand maybe that time will probably make some changes in your mind and you'll be okay with who you are, don't let any individual, don't let especially medical professionals tell you that God made a mistake because he didn't. Now, you may be dissatisfied with who you are, and, and that's like that's, that's normal. dysphoria. Yeah, that's what they call it, dysphoria, dissatisfaction. And I like to use dissatisfaction because oftentimes these bigger words, sometimes it's like, well, what the heck does that mean anyway? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And gender dysphoria simply means you're dissatisfied with your sex. And that's that's understandable. But don't make a drastic decision at a young age that's not going to be irreversible. Yeah, you know, kids, uh, again, when I was a kid, I remember saying, you know, I'm going to be an astronaut. I used to watch the Apollo liftoffs and all that, you know, and (laughs) I this is going to be cool, Uh you know. And so, you know, you'd put on the old helmet or something and just go out there and try to be an astronaut or something. Uh Then I thought I'd be a police officer. I, I remember being out in the middle of the street. And I just country road to live out in the country, and I held up my hand while a car was coming by, and the old boy stopped, you know, and he <laughs> rolled down his window, and he played along. He said, well, uh, officer, can I help you? <laughs> you know? But what I'm saying is, is I, I, you know, I thought I wanted to be a police officer. I thought I wanted to be mm-hmm. an astronaut and that. And here you get in this circumstances that you think that maybe you're not who you think you are. Right. And then what happens is you have adults that will lead you down this path. The real question is, is finding the right adult. Um, and, and I actually have, um, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the Senate bill 39. Now, you're familiar with that one. Yeah. In, in fact, that's the bill I, I carried for a better part of four years. And uh, I, I won't, I won't tell you all the, the mud and stuff that's going on, but if you read some articles that are put out by some other senators, uh, one particularly running for lieutenant governor, I'll tell you, um, excuse me, it is lieutenant governor. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you what, if you, if you could be a fly on the wall in some of these meetings, uh, you'd say, why are they lying? Why are they lying about this? Now, see, the way things work sometimes legislatively, not just in the Senate, is some guy, some person can have a bill they've they've uh, sponsored for a long time, and for some reason or the other, uh, not been successful getting it passed. Right. And then you'll have a whole lot of people filing the same bill, and then uh, somebody, in this case, the chairman, will say, "You know what? I'm going to give it to the, that person." Um, they don't say it this way, but because they're running for a higher office, we're going to give them a feather in their cap. You know what? The bill got passed. That's great. That's great. But don't come out and talk about all these lies, you know, <laughs> because if, if you want to tell the, see, hear the truth, I, I can tell you what was said too, uh, from, well, I almost said it. There's a lot of drinking that goes on in the Senate. <laughs> and, uh, there are some chairmen. Drinking the Kool-Aid, you mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about hard, hard stuff. There's some people who come to the Senate floor, come to hearings and have meetings with, I mean, they look like, uh, who was the guy? Jimmy Durante? Was that the guy who always had a red nose? I can't remember who it was, but it's like, you know, guys, we're supposed to be professionals in what we do. And if you don't take your job more seriously than to come in and get drunk and stay drunk, even when you're presenting bills on the floor, I've seen it done before. And you look and say, what in the heck are they doing? Yeah. So anyway, I, 
I, I, I should have gone you on a tirade there. You went a little bit, but that's, but, no, um, that's fine. I but get I'm telling, But I'm telling you, okay, that bill, though, 39, uh, was the um, Say Women's Sports Act. Jenny Schultz in Springfield, uh, she is the granddaughter of former Congressman Mel Hancock, and she, she uh, was uh, a fire behind that one for several years. And um, I, I know she was pleased that it got passed. It doesn't matter who carried the bill, but it got passed, and I'm grateful for that as well. well women women and, sh- and girls need to be protected against un- unnecessary competition. Well, I'd like to talk about that a little bit more uh, right after this break. We're going to take a break here, and we'll come back on another segment, and we'll just pick up where we left off. You're listening to the Elijah Har Show. Steve McCoskey filling in. I'm with the Senator Mike Moon and Garrett, the producer. I saw the sun begin to dim and felt that winter wind blow cold. A man learns who's there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. A little slow getting up in the morning? Wake Up Springfield will meet you where you're at. If you miss the morning show live and want to catch the great interviews and analysis on demand a little later in your day, you can go to 933kwto.com or our app and click on the Wake Up Springfield podcast page. So it's okay if it's lunchtime. A hundred new power tools in the global market. Team up with Team Tools and Bosch Power Tools. You ain't nothing but a News, analysis, and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Hey, and we're back. This is Steve McCoskey filling in for Elijah Har, and we are talking to Senators, uh, Missouri Senator Mike Moon, the state senator. Uh, we were talking about uh, Senate Bill 39, which is also signed by uh, Governor Parsons for prohibits public and private schools, including colleges, from allowing students to participate in gendered athletic competitions that do not match their biological sex. Mike, tell us the background a little bit about that. How did that come about? You know, I don't know exactly what the the initial impetus was, but um, Will uh, Thomas is a guy who used to swim for Penn State. He was a men, male swimmer. Yes. Uh, I think he likes to be called by another name, but I like to call him Will because <laughs> that's his name, Will. Now, I wish I had a photo of it. I've, I've now, well, <laughs> let me stop you there for a minute. You, you just said something that really strikes me. Uh-huh. You know, if if you have somebody that wants to be a, another sex, and you know that they're not uh-huh. the other sex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, my faith tells me that I would be affirming what they want mm-hmm. if I would actually uh, call them by the name that they decide that they want to be called. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, and, and so. I find it very difficult for me to do that. So right. I try to stay away from that altogether. Sure. Yeah. Well, Paul Harvey used to say something. He he would, uh, in some of his stories, he would talk about a uh, criminal of some, some sort or another. And he would say, they would like for me to mention their name now. And he would pause and then go on to the next story. I thought, <laughs> man, that's classic. And so, uh, Will Thomas swam for the, the, the women of the men's Penn State team. And I think he, he was in the 300 ranking somewhere pretty low down I mean, wasn't very good at all and so um i don't know what was going through his mind 
but here's what I think was going through his mind. He was thinking, you know what? All this stuff now, I can claim to be a woman, and they're going to, they can have to be forced to let me swim on the women's team. And they did. And he starts winning these meets. And I'm thinking, that is just outlandish. Now, here's the real rub. This guy was allowed to walk around in the women's locker room fully undressed. Now, can you imagine 19, 18, 19, 20-year-old women having to see this guy? And, I mean, that's abusive. The university should have paid out their rear end uh, because of lawsuits. But uh, I, I don't know if any of those were brought necessarily. But Somebody um, should have been in jail. Oh, yeah. This guy was a fully intact male. If, if he was going to be a, a woman, he was old enough that he could have gone and had his his junk cut off if he wanted to and then have the gynoplasty but he didn't he he was um strong as a female competitor but he wasn't a female and that's why he was winning uh i i graduated from southwest missouri state years ago uh with a uh, degree in physical education and it's bordering science and you see some of these things where you, you look at the muscle math and just the overall body structure of men, mm-hmm. the, uh, the capacity they can, the lung capacity is much greater. And, uh, we're men, even the weakest among us are at a pretty Sometimes good advantage. Far superior. Yeah. 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 To, to most women. And so when you have something like this going on at, at a public university, that's just wrong. It doesn't yeah. take it doesn't take much to say that yeah it, you shouldn't be competing as women. And here's here's something that Jenny brought up to me. Jenny Schultz. She said, you know, if a woman, a young woman, has competed and honed their skill to a place where they're getting scholarships, and then you got a guy coming out competing against them, you're taking the scholarships away, and and that's another wrong thing on there. And so I'm glad we got that passed in Missouri. So we don't have things like Riley Gaines had to put up with. You mentioned her name. I've got a story here to talk about her. Yeah. So um, the the bill is pretty simple. It just says you got to be fair, yeah. and men, women should not have to put up with a a man uh, coming in to compete with them or against them on something that is clearly um, unfair. Yeah, this is wrong. It's it. It actually starts at the highest level of our nation, the president of the United States. And I don't want to get into that. I had a heck of a board meeting last time trying to uh, explain how the law wasn't the law as they claimed it was to be on a specific policy. But, I mean, that's all uh, on air. If you want to find that on mm-hmm. the website, you can see that meeting. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there are other th- situations here that we have. We have kids that uh, – have you ever heard of the term furries? I have. Oh, Lord God Almighty. It, it, it's hard for me to believe that you can see a, 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 a kid go down the hallway in a school and they've got ears and they got a tail and, and then they go to the bathroom and they got a box of kitty litter uh, they, in the bathroom. And, and they answer to their name on a roll call, meow. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Wasn't there a holiday recently for that? I feel like really recently there was a holiday for, for dressing up and pretending to be animals i think that's halloween halloween that's what i'm thinking of yeah Uh, that was recent right (laughs) (laughs) you know we've taken it a little bit too far though haven't we (laughs) yeah i think so and and i'll tell you how far and some of this is just ludicrous it's crazy and we need to be taking care of our kids better than we are today and uh just most recently uh, i have had a phone call and it was explained to me how uh 
I'm not going to mention names or anything or the school, but the, the, the student, the kid came home and was talking about how it was that they couldn't go to the bathroom. And I'm like, what do you mean you couldn't go to the bathroom? Well, every time that I go to the bathroom, there's kids in there and they get right in your face and they start barking at you because they think that they're a dog. And so it was very offensive. It was aggressive. And so they're, they're trying to go to the bathroom and you got these kids, the other kids in the bathroom barking at you right in your face. And so the kids, they're afraid to go to the bathroom. Now this is, this is local. I mean, I'm not talking about local, but local here in our, in our school system. In uh-huh. that. And it should never happen like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, and, and I just can't understand how it is that we can lead kids down to believe that they can be a dog or they can be a cat. They can meow. You can have kitty litter in the bathroom. I'm not saying that that's what we have in Springfield Public Schools because, you know, I'm on the Board of Education on that. I'm just saying in the area there are schools that have this, mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. And we we really need to save our kids. We need to start protecting our kids better than we are right now because we are not going in the right direction mm-hmm. here, not just locally, but mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah. Do you suppose these kids who are barking and acting like dogs and cats really think they are canines and felines? I think oftentimes it's about attention. Yeah. And so I'm not suggesting this, but I know I've gone on some walks and runs on roads that have dogs. And there's a thing called mace. Um, (laughs) uh, If a dog is attacking me, do I have any other choice? Now, I'm not suggesting anybody do that. That's just me. Yes. Um, but you know, why do we have to put up with this? You know, I I got this thing about four walls, you know, uh, on the Board of Education when I say, here's four walls, and inside them four walls is ABCs and one, two, threes, and nothing but that. You know, when, when you start bringing all of this other stuff into the school system, that's when we start displacing what we're supposed to be doing, and that is – providing the academic skill sets for these kids you know steve where have we gotten to the place where we can't speak truth i mean amen if, if a kid comes in and you know we got gender closets for goodness sake you know if if this kid comes in and says you know what i i look like a male but i'm really a girl well the teacher might say come to come with me we have a closet especially for you you can change here we won't say anything to your parents about it it's just between us happens and we have kids who think they're a cat, so we'll get them a litter box in the nurse's office, and we allow kids to bark because they think they're dogs in the the, the boys' bathroom. So it, you're uh, bullying the other kids, and we let that happen. And where when you when, say we, we're talking yeah, adults now. I'm, that's and that yeah, you're you're getting me, and that's not right. I know. And so I I think somebody's perverse in their thinking even as an adult if they think we've got to um kowtow to these kids we've got to tell them what the truth is and that's part of discipline yes. and we've we've lost it you know the truth of the matter is is we and i don't know if you're familiar with this and i'll, I'll speak for myself i see a very uh drastic or dramatic increase in mental health all right uh, it just seems like every time now that you turn around, there's a commercial about mental health. Our kids, uh, they, they need this mental health. I, I get all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I wanted to bring up some statistics here. 
for mental health statistics, 26.9% of teenage uh, 12 to 13 or 17 have one or more mental, emotional, developmental, or behavioral problems. Now, I don't know about you, but I think everybody has some sort of emotional uh problem for to some extent i i'm not a doctor i'm just saying you know we think about this i wanted to be an astronaut i want to do this i Mm -hmm. want to do that you know and i don't know if it's right or wrong in that but this is something that is really important to emphasize on like 36.7 percent of high school students reported feelings of sadness or hopelessness in the past year this percentage is higher for females 46 percent uh, for Hispanic students, 40%, and lesbian, gay, bisexual students is 63%. That's the Center for Disease Control that put those numbers out in 2021 is when I pulled it off the Internet. Here's 18 point, uh, 18.8% of high school students reported having seriously considered suicide in the past year. This percentage is higher among females, 24.1%, and l- lesbian, gay, and bisexual teens, 46.8%. 8.9% of high school students attempted suicide in the past year. This percentage is highest among females, 11%. Black teens, 11.8%. And lesbian, gay, or bisexual teens, 23.4%. Now, that's, again, by the CDC. Now, I know you're not going to remember all those numbers. Well, what's the, what's the issue here? I mean, what's, what's, what is consistent here? As you were talking, my mind was racing. Uh, Recently, I was in a, uh, a conference with George Barna. Do you know who George Barna is? Mm-hmm. He, the Barna Research. Uh, brilliant man. I, I just enjoy listening to him. And, uh, when, when I'm talking, if I say I'm talking to him, I'm actually listening to him because uh, <laughs> I don't hold a candle to his knowledge. He told us something though that I thought was extremely important. And I really hadn't thought of this, but it, it's, it made total sense. You talked about it earlier how we're, you know, God made us. And I, w- I believe the scripture says that uh, we're made in God's image. That's right. And I think it's uh, Genesis mm-hmm. chapter 1, verse 7, I yeah. believe, or something like that. And uh, I, I believe that's true. Now, we're talking about things that are happening in our world today where people hate God. They, they say they have no belief in a, an intelligent designer or creator anyway. And so they're wanting to do everything they can to destroy it. I was looking at uh, in a Primus article here where back in the 80s, this was uh, the acad- a group of academics anyway. They were looking at um, establishing, and they did, queer theory, transgender studies, and these academics believed gender to be a social construct. And they used it to suppress racial and sexual minorities. They denounced the traditional categories of man and woman as a false binary that was conceived to support the system of uh, heteronormativity. Uh, and they, they've got here that that includes white, male, heterosexual power structure. The system argued had to be ruthlessly deconstructed. And the best way to achieve this, according to them, was to promote transgenderism. My Lord. And, and that's, that's about as far from what God the Creator had in mind, I believe, if you look at the Scripture. Yes. And so back to George Barna, he was talking about where all this is kind of encapsulated as mental illness. And he said that in the studies that he's shown and in, in the, the research that he's conducted shows that it's not really 
mental health as much as it is a worldview and a a, a, um, a skewed worldview. Uh, I don't have everything that he put up here, but a few uh, notes that I put together was he, he mentioned everybody has a worldview, and, and I believe that's right. Um, and that starts at a very early age, and the parents have a an enormous amount of of input there. Yes, and schools do too, and teachers and counselors and friends and all that. A lot of people do, and so the worldview is something that determines who you become. It matters to you how you live, how you view reality, what you contribute to, and all those sorts of things. And so when you look at what we've got here with the furries and the dogs and, you know, the all this kind of stuff, it's like, where did you come up with that nonsense? It's not godly. And if you look at the Bible, you say, well, did all this just happen? You know, if, if you think of it, how long would it have taken for um, a woodpecker to have developed into what a woodpecker is today? Have you ever looked at the anatomy of a woodpecker? I mean, it's so no. fascinating. <laughs> they have a tongue that wraps all the way around the head. Oh, my. It, it can go out a length of, and it, it's kind of like a, like one of those cords on a vacuum cleaner. You push the button and it retracts. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness, the Dugville platypus. I mean, that's a freak of nature almost. It's like, how in the world, how, how many billions and billions of years, according to Carl Sagan, did it take for that to develop? Well, I think it was like that. I think God made it. Amen. And Amen. partly was to confuse the, the, the wise, you know? <laughs> it's like, I don't know how in the world people come up with some of these, this just crazy ideas, but George Marna said, and I, I'm not going to be able to reiterate everything he said, but I'm, I'm, the more I consider it, the more I think he's right. Because if we don't believe in a, a God created us to be who we are today, then we're going to be way off in left field. I think we're getting there really we, quick, I, though. I think we've been there. Yeah, I think we've been there a long time, actually. Yes, yes. And so there, I think there's hope. Yeah. But I, I believe it's a spiritual battle. I couldn't agree with you more. Mike, we're going to... Uh, take another segment with you on if you wouldn't, wouldn't mind you bet i want to talk a little bit about four ways to safeguard your child from radical gender ide- identity or ideology excuse me and then i will talk a little bit about uh some of the the kickback that a lot of people get from uh, different groups that actually are affirming care and when you speak up against them they come after you mm-hmm. so we'll be right back after this message and we'll have our last segment with mike moon Thank you very much, Mike, for being on. You're welcome. The news and talk that matters to Springfield. How can my corrupt political opponent, crooked Joe Biden, put me on trial during an election cast for them? Visit GormanSharp.com for more information. Gorman Sharp Funeral Home. Our family serving yours. Just For Him is famous for fine cigars, pipes, pipe tobacco, and gifts for guys, but Just For Him is also a sportsman's paradise. Just For Him has cups, mugs, wall lights, rugs, all for your favorite team to get this. Springfield's largest gnome army. Gnomes wearing the jerseys of your favorite teams. When it comes to sports fans, there's no such thing as too much stuff for your favorite team, so start your collection or add to it today at Just For Him, Battlefield Road, Fremont Center, and at JustForHim.com. <laughs> 
Springfield Weather on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Well, it's a gloomy afternoon today with cloudy skies, temperatures in the 50s, north winds coming in 10 to 15 miles an hour. For tonight, temperatures around 40 degrees, slight chance of rain showers in far southern Missouri and northern Arkansas. Rainfall amounts will be light. We'll do sunny skies and low 60s on your Friday. Light northeast winds, mid-30s Friday night, a good-looking Veterans Day. Sunshine in 60s. For Fox 49, I'm meteorologist Tom Schmidt. This is the Elijah Har Show with former Speaker of the House Elijah Har on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Hey, and we're back. This is Steve Bukowski filling in for Elijah Har. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening in on KWTO 93.3 and 560 AM. We have in-house uh, Missouri State Senator Mike Moon, and I've asked Mike Moon to come on board and, and talk a little bit about some of the the uh the senate bills that have been passed with regards to gender identity and sexual orientation and uh men and participating in women's sports those type of things but we started to talk a little bit about uh, how it is that we are as adults we're allowing this to happen to a lot of our kids and and there are a lot of parents out there that they would have a, a child come home from school or something like that where the the child would be confused and they get confused because we have all of these different symbols or signs uh that they are experienced and then they have other students uh that were friends and that and that have went through maybe a change and all of a sudden now we're changing all of our kids and they're going home and they're talking to their parents about it and they're having some issues with it well i did a little bit of research here it's from the the Washington Stand, it's a Family Research Council's outlet for news and commentary from a biblical uh, uh, worldview. Now, Mike, earlier you were talking about uh, a, a worldview. I, I kind of look at it, listen, we live nowadays in a worldly wisdom when what we should be in, as you uh adamantly pointed out we should be in a godly wisdom and that's what we ought to be doing with our children mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. now here's a group this washington to stand uh they're from they're based out of washington dc and their their mission is to advance faith family and freedom and public policy and the culture from a biblical viewpoint and they have four ways to safeguard your child from radical gender ideology and i'd just like to go through some of these they'll be quick uh but number one was parents need to be the most important person in their children's lives absolutely agree yeah and so listeners out there if 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 you i don't know you want to look this up you go to the washington stand and you can look this up yourself this is a uh, an idea that you ought to be mel- melding and mixing with your kids all the time. It says, our right to direct the upbringing of our children is unquestioned. And that's what the Lord God Almighty put us on earth when we had children. It is our duty. It is our responsibility. We are to lead them right down the path of righteousness, not in this immorality world. Uh, our responsibility to our children is confirmed by our love for them. We need to make sure that we know our children's hopes and dreams, their friends, their teachers, and those who influence them. When schools have policies that would seek to affirm a gender identity, 
in children without the knowledge or consent of the parents, we can protect our children ourselves by being fully engaged in our relationship with our children. Number two, in the event that if, of a gender identity crisis in your home, be careful to get the right help. I think you talked about that earlier, Mike, mm-hmm. on making sure that you, you know, you right away you might take a child maybe to a, a physician or something like that when maybe we ought to seek some mental health in this regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are f- fewer resources for parents who do not wish to affirm their children in a gender delusion, but they are good resources like Desist, Detrans, and Detox by Maria Heffler is a wonderful book with which advises the mother and the former public school guidance counselor. That's who she was. We have another one, number three, engage your school system or state legislator. That's why I got old Mike here. He's helping us out there a little bit. And if, Steve, if I can say way on please, that too. Go ahead, please. It's important, folks, to get involved in your schools. I mean, go to school board meetings and communicate with the school board members. They want to hear from you. Um, I'll speak for myself. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, and I don't have all the uh, the ideas that need to be had. So I'm getting a lot of folks talking to me, and they have some great solutions to things. And so, folks, you're smart. Get involved. Amen. Work for your kids. I try to get through this fast because I like a lot of content that we're going to talk about afterwards. Yeah. Okay, you know, It's very important. You know, if you, it says here, if you wish to engage your school system or state legislator to protect the rights of parents and children, there are many efforts underway to use as guides. Groups like Family Research Council, Parents Defending Education, and Parental Rights Foundation. So get out there, learn what these groups are that can help you if you have a, a, a daughter or, or a son that comes home and decides that they're confused because of what they've been exposed to out in the the public that this is some key issues that you can write or look up and actually help guide yourself and your children to see what kind of concerns that you need to be addressing number four never doubt yourself when you stand for the truth of biological sex now i'm not going to say any more on that because <laughs> i've it's just like this if somebody says well you know i'm i'm uh my name is terry uh, you know a t e-r-r-i i'm a female and so now i want to be terrence now if i was going to sit there and call this this woman i know this female to be a female call him terrence uh what i'm saying to myself is i'm not being honest with myself you know and that and that's very difficult for me to handle it's just because i i'm a faithful man and i believe that you know man and women were made by our Lord Jesus Christ. And you can't change that as much as you want to change that, you know. Um, we, need, we really need to be taking care of our kids. We need to save our kids from this. And I don't know how, uh, how much more I can impress upon each one of you listeners out there. I know that some of you have uh, children that may be in this situation and that. I pray for you, and I hope that you can get uh, some care and, and, uh, and some help and uh guide that that uh student that uh that the daughter and son down the right path you know there are a lot of kickbacks with this i don't know if you're familiar with this uh i think you are and <laughs> what i mean about kickbacks for example when i talk about these kind of things you get attacked um ever since uh that 
this type of topic has come up, I've had many people actually uh, attack me, verbally attack me. I've got about 16 or 17 different names, you know. Uh, I'm a homophobe, I'm a racist, you know, all type of things like that, just because I don't accept their way. And, you know, if, if you don't go their way, they're going to come after you. Mm-hmm. I've been doxxed, I've been threatened, my family has been threatened, and uh, it's it's this is what happens when if you don't fall in line with them, they're going to cancel you out. Mm-hmm. Now, I know when you went through some of these Senate bills and some of these hearings that you've had some of this type of activity as well. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of this, my staff, they catch the brunt of it. Um, bless their hearts. Uh, Jeff and Luke, good guys. Uh, they're mature. And um, they they listen, and you know I I applaud them for sitting on some of these phone calls and just listening. And um, Steve, you know it's kind of funny. Some of these people, when they attack, they're doing it just out of kind of of a reflex of response. They don't know often what they're doing because they don't understand the issue. And I I give kudos to Jeff and Luke. Sometimes they're able to turn the tide on some of these folks and they say oh that that's what it was that's not always sure in fact sometimes it's just a message and i've listened to some of them and uh if you don't laugh they make you mad and uh that's what they want they they want to get under your skin and do anything they can to uh cause you to be tired and say okay i give i'm getting out of the fight Folks, we can't. This is too important uh, a thing. Our kids are important. Your, our future kids. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of kids who are coming on after we're gone from this <laughs> earth, at least we hope. And um, what we do today is is protecting them. Back to that uh, conference I was in with George Barnett. Someone said something, and I thought it was just phenomenal. We were talking about the Holocaust. And... Um, Someone said they they were thinking about the Holocaust one time and thought, I wonder what I would do if I lived during the Holocaust. And it was Glenn Beck who responded to this. He said, what you're doing today is what you would have done then. Folks. I think I heard that. That was that last week, wasn't it? Well, that's when I heard it, yeah. Uh, he was he, he was at the meeting that I was at, I and he said it live. I mean, he may have said it on his radio station uh, show too. But, um, folks, th- think about yourself. Do some introspection. What are you doing? Are are you out on the front lines for your kids? Do you, is there an issue that's important to you? Are you leaving it to a legislator? Are you leaving it to a school board member? Are you leaving it to a pastor? If you are and you're not involved, you may be part of the problem. That's right. That's and right. so think, think about what Glenn Beck said. If what you're doing today is what you would have done during the Holocaust, and if you're not doing anything to fight for what is right, get off your duff and fight. Yep. We need that for our kids. We need, yeah. to, we need to save our kids from what this was happening. In yeah. And this is just this in schools. I know oftentimes I mention schools. It's just the community as a whole. Here in the Ozarks, it's just affluent. I'm telling you, it's it's getting worse. And yeah. we need to stand up. We need to make sure that 
we do what is right for yeah. our children in that, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. And uh, it, and help out that uh, those parents that are in need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to read this about Riley Gaines. I, I don't want to read it. I could just tell you what it is. I remember uh, this actually happening, and I thought it was truly incredible. The kickback that people do mm-hmm. sometimes because they don't agree with you. And, yeah. and you say, the Riley Gaines, she was at a presentation, and she says, a man is a man. A woman is a woman. And you cannot change your sex. Just those simple words. Some man that was dressed in a woman in woman's clothing in a wig and that, and came up and smacked her in the face. No, I, I hit the, her. Not I smacked. saw the video of that. Yeah. Yes, it was a hard hit. And then they they took her, uh, Riley Gaines, and put her in a room. Yeah. Closed the room, and she had to hide in there and stay in there. Not hide, but she was uh, enclosed in that room for three hours. Three hours while you had college students out there banging on the door because she did not accept you for who you were. But they weren't accepting her for who she was. Don't fall in line or get punished. And that's, that's what happens. That's right. Yeah. And this is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and this, you know, the Riley Gaines isn't a child, mm-hmm. you know. And right. I started off the show talking about we need to save our kids. Yeah. You know? But she's somebody's kid. You bet. And and by golly, when we keep going down this path, all the way from the top, from the president of the United States down there, usurping all the way down to us right here to this day. And I've experienced it even on the Board of Education about sexual orientation and gender identity. Then I'm going to cram it down your throat. You have to accept it. Right. You don't have to like it, but you have to accept it. It's wrong. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have elections that's going to come up on the city council. We have elections that's going to come up on the uh, Board of Education all throughout uh, Missouri, and this is going to be coming next April. Lord God Almighty, I I hope that you can get up, learn what's happening within our community, help save and protect our kids, and how we do that is we elect people to the council. We elect people to the Board of Education and that, and we help these kids go down the moral path and stop manipulating our children. We need this to be stopped right now. I'll get off my high horse, but ladies and gentlemen, I really appreciate you listening to this segment. And Mike, thank you very much for coming on the show. I, re- I really appreciate that. You're welcome, Stephen. If I could just add, you know, you were talking about, you know, all these problems and folks, uh, we believe, Stephen and I believe there is a God.